Hey, this is Pastor James, and welcome to Quick Truth. Uh, Quick Truth is a podcast that we do where we basically take a look at a truth from Scripture in 15 minutes or less. Uh, last week we began uh, looking at the armor of God, and so last week we did kind of a quick episode, basically kind of intro the armor of God and kind of why do we need the armor of God. And so what we're going to do on this episode uh, is basically get into the very first piece of the armor of God, which is uh, which is the belt of truth. And so I'll read the passage, um, and then we'll begin to kind of look through uh, look through this piece of the armor. So uh, Ephesians chapter six, verse fourteen, it says it says this, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth. And so this is the first piece of armor that uh, Paul mentions when he tells us, hey, we need to arm up, we need to put on the armor of God against to be able to stand against attacks of the enemy. And so he tells us right here, the first piece of armor that we need to put on is we need to put on the belt of truth. Now just give us a quick background of kind of, and, and, and I think it's good to do this really on all the pieces of armor, is to kind of go back of like, like wh- why are these things important? What, what is the importance that would pertain to a warrior or a soldier? Well, why would they need this particular piece of, uh, of equipment? So we would ask the question like why, why, the, why the belt? Why the belt of truth? Well, basically in this day for a soldier or for a warrior, uh, the belt was the thing that really held everything into place. So, so the belt was what they would fasten. So basically they would pull their tunic up. This is what kind of enabled them for things not to get in their way when they were in battle. This would really help to secure the sword uh, to their side. Um, and so really, if you think about it this way, the, the, the belt um, was really the thing that held all the other pieces in place. And so I think for us, in, in, you know, when you think about this armor, you're like, well, I mean, I definitely need a, a shield, I definitely need a sword, I need a helmet. You know, you start looking through these other pieces, but when it comes to the belt, you're like, eh, it seems a little insignificant. But the reality is this is really a foundational piece to the armor. And so really what Paul, I think, is telling us is like this is one of the most essential pieces that you need in order to stand against the attacks of the enemy, against to, uh, to be able to recognize the attacks of the enemy. Um, and it's this, is the truth. And so th- this is really what he's saying is like the thing that really that holds everything together or the things that helps us to be able to stand against the enemy's attacks is the truth. Now, now wh- wh- why is the truth so important? Well, wh- why is this a key piece to be able to stand against the schemes of the enemy, the devil, uh, demonic forces? Like, like why would this be so important? And the reality is this, is like think about this. One of the main tactics that Satan uses is lying. I, I, w- I want you to listen to this. This is uh, Jesus describing Satan. I want you to listen to how he describes this. this is John chapter 8, verse 44. And it says this, You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So just listen to what, I mean, the way he says, look, he's a liar, like truth does not reside in him. And he gives him, really Satan, this title, he is the father of lies. But but think about in Genesis 3, like think about when the serpent came on the scene, like, I mean, what did he do? He distorted the truths of what God had said. And so when he talks to Eve, when he talks to Adam, like that's exactly what he does is he twists he, he twists, I mean, um, the truth, and really this is what Jesus is saying. is like truth does not even reside in him. So this is really, think about this, this is one of the main attacks of the enemy is to trick us or deceive us into believing a lie. I mean, to lie about God, to lie about who he is. I mean, th- think this is really what he's really calling to question in Genesis chapter 3 of like, 
is God holding out on you? Like, like it, God's not letting you touch this. Like, is God holding something out on you? Is God withholding something from you? Is God really good? And so, one of the things that He does, He, he deceives us into believing a lie about who God is, about uh, the character of God. He lies to us about sin and where sin leads. I mean, think about for many times in our life, the reason many times why we give into sin, not only because we're led away by our own desires, but I, fundamentally we think that that thing will give us life or give us some type of meaning or purpose or we'll find something in it. But the problem is with sin, Adam and Eve realize, and I think we realize all the time, is that sin... It doesn't fulfill, it doesn't give what it promises, but yet he tricks us into believing a lie that this sin or this thing can can lead to something that is actually good. Or he lies to us about our, our ourself. He lies to us about our value. He lies to us about our um, our value to God, uh, constantly bringing up shame and guilt in our life. And so really when you stop to think about it, I mean, this is no wonder why Paul begins really with laying out the armor of God, and he starts with the truth, the belt of truth first. It's because this is a foundational piece that really holds everything else together. And, and the reality is if we're not standing in truth, then there's a very good chance we're going to be deceived by the enemy because one of his main tactics that he uses is lying against us. So here's what I'll do uh, real quick. I, I want to basically just look at some... Practical things of like, what does it mean to wear the belt of truth? We said this last week of this idea of wearing the belt of truth is that sometimes we can um, just, oh, yeah, I'm wearing the belt of truth. But what does it mean to actually wear the belt practically? Well, what does that mean? So I'll give us kind of basically two things. One, it means this. It means that we know the truth. So to wear the belt of truth, it means this, that we we, we know the truth. We were able to recognize what the truth is. Now, there's several ways that we, we come to know truth. And I would just say in our day and age, I mean, if you think about it, Sometimes it's just hard to know what's true, right? I mean, it's just hard to know what's what's right. And But Scripture tells us multiple different times of how you and I can really know what real truth is. One of those ways is to know Jesus. I mean, think about what Jesus says. It was John 14, 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So notice one of the things that he says. He says, I am the truth. Jesus is the truth. Uh, Jesus also says this. This is John 8, 31 through 32. He says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, he says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so really one of the ways that we come to know the truth is by knowing Jesus. Jesus is the truth. And so one of the things that gives us freedom, and it says it's the truth, is able to set us free from the lies and the things and the tactics of the enemy. But it comes through knowledge of Jesus. And so it comes through, and this is why we, this is about knowing Christ. And so this is one of the ways that we know the truth is to know Jesus. To know Jesus is to know the truth. Uh, another way um, is praying and asking the Holy Spirit to know to know the truth. Um, and, and this is one of the things I love is that um, when we're followers, when we become followers of Jesus, that not only does God change our heart, but he puts his spirit within us. And I want you to listen to what Jesus says. Um, I'm going to read almost all these come out of John. Uh, but John 16, verse 13, it says this, When the Spirit of truth comes, n- notice the title given to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. When he comes, he will guide you into all truth, and he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare these things to you and the things to come. And so notice what he says. He says, when the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And this is actually a passage that I'll usually use a lot when when we're praying 
um, before we uh, hear God's Word is, is, Holy Spirit, would you lead us into truth? And so one of the ways that we come to know the truth is, is seeking the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, we, we want to know we want to know the truth. And, and look, I'll just be honest with you, just in the day and age in which we live, this is, I feel like a prayer that I've had to pray a lot because it's just hard to know what's true. It's hard to know who to believe just in so many different things. And so one of the things, the ways that we can know truth is asking and seeking the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you guide us into truth? Would you guide us into what is true? Help us, give us discernment on what's right and what's true. So that's one of the ways we know the truth is by praying and asking the Holy Spirit that, Next and kind of last way um, that we we know the truth is by reading the word. Um, Jesus says this, John seventeen seventeen says, "Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth." And so, one of the ways we come to know the truth and be able to di- really distinguish and recognize the tactics of the enemy lies is to know, to be able to know the truth, to know the to know God's word, to know what God has said, and by knowing what He said, by reading His word, studying His word. Then we're able to actually recognize and say, okay, this is this is this is truth. Because I think this is why this is so important. Um, is is that we by knowing the truth, we're able to recognize and really call out the attacks of the enemy. And the Bible is pretty clear on this. And we've looked at this before. I think I know we've looked at it when we went through the book of Titus. Um, I know we when we did in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, but the Bible is pretty clear is that one of the ways the enemy is going to use in the life of believers, one of the ways the enemy is going to, one of the tactics is to use false teachers and false prophets basically to come and deceive people. Scripture actually speaks to this. I'll read this passage out of Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. It says this, it says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, will have itching ears, and they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. And so th- this is what he's saying. is like, look, and we see this today. is like people will accumulate and, and go after teachers to say, like, I want someone to, like, maybe this is too hard or this is what I want to hear. And so they'll accumulate, and it says, like, there are going to be people that are not going to teach the truth. They're going to distort the truth just just like Satan did. And they're going to distort the truth. And so one of the things I think that we need to be, why we need to put on and practically the belt of truth is knowing that like, all right, if this is one of the main tactics of the enemy is to deceive, is to lie, is to distort the truth, and we need to make sure that we're people that know the truth. And so the, the, just saying this, and this is why this is one of them, of how we practically wear the belt of truth is like we need to know we need to know the truth. We need to seek after the Spirit of God to be in relationship with Jesus so we can recognize the truth. Second thing is this. Second thing is to speak the truth. So not only do we need to know the truth, um, but we also need to be practically people that speak the truth. That I mean, we're true to be truthful people. So similar this way, if you think about it, and this is what First John actually does, is he tells us like the reason why you're to love people is because of who who you've been born from, which is God. You've been born of God, and so you need to love because God is love. And so we display the characteristics of God. So in a similar way, we're to be truthful. We're to be people practically that are truthful because God is truthful. God doesn't lie. Uh, there's no lying or deceit within him, and so as his people, we are to represent that same way, not just in knowing the truth, but also practically in living out the truth, speaking truth, being truthful people. I mean, think about uh, the ninth commandment out of the Ten Commandments. He says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor to lie. 
Ephesians 4, 24 through 25, Paul says this. He says, And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness and holiness. So he says this, since you're now in Christ, to put on the new self, this this new way that we're to behave, our new characteristics that we've been given in the likeness of God. And And then he says this in verse 25, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth to his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So he says, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth to his neighbor. So here's what he's calling for is, is not do we practically know the truth, but he's saying this, to be people that are truthful. So I think that represents in several different ways. Uh, to be truthful in our relationships, so uh, friendships, um, relationships with parents, relationships with kids, with our family, with our spouse. And so it's what it's calling for is for us to be people that, don't spread things that are false, but speak things that are true. Uh, this goes with our at work. So the way, whether it's at school, whether it's at our job or work, is to being truthful by by not not cheating, not lying, not not distorting what is real, but but being truthful in the way that we work, in the way that we do things. This on social media, you know, right now, I mean, it's one of those things right now in social media is that it's hard to know what's real. I mean, so many things are shared, and you know the the idol of uh, the title of like fake news but it's this reality of like are we saying things or sharing things that are true and so I think one of the main questions I think we need to ask in what we say or in what we do is like is it true and and really to know this like this is what God has called us to do and I think helps guard us is not only do we know the truth but we practically are seeking to walk in truth in our relationships and what we say and what we do in the way that we work in the way that we are online the way that we are with people in pert like all of this is that we're people that don't just know the truth but we're people that speak the truth because the reality is like in the day and age in which we live it's hard to trust people and what we looked at the Sermon on the Mount is basically what Jesus tells us like let your yes be yes and your no be no and so we're to be people that speak forth truth and so here's what I want to do as we wrap up I want to leave you basically with two questions I want to leave you with just to think on and ponder on today as we've looked at the belt of truth that I want you to kind of ask practically for yourself. So number one is this, are you seeking to know the truth? So if we're going to put on the belt of truth, then we need to be people that are seeking to know the truth. And number two, are you living a truthful life? So are you someone, am I someone who's practically seeking to live in truthfulness in every area of our life? Well, I hope this has been helpful to you, and uh, I want to thank you for joining Quick Truth, and I pray that we would be people that would seek to know the truth, wear the truth, be people that are truthful so that we can accurately represent God and be able to stand against attacks of the enemy. So thank you for joining us. I look forward to next week on Quick Truth.